welcome to the bowling podcast that has baseball players and bowlers on this episode. Welcome to episode 31 of the House Hacks podcast. I am your host, Steve Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Keith Hicks. And we have the third guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm here. Rutledge. I'm here, but I'm hanging out with the, the fucking... The third guy has been drinking, so don't listen to him. All fucking day, baby. This is Heath Bell, ex-Padre pitcher. And Marshall Has a Kent. new podcast, Ring the Bell. And Marshall But anyway, Kent. is looking at some girls that wear skirts, but it's really shorts underneath. Anyway, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> Guys, uh, on this podcast, we have Sherry White, who is in charge of Las Vegas. Um, I need to see your thing real quick. Uh, the Balls and Babes of Bowling for Las, An- or for Las Vegas. We have Brian Hirsch, who is the IBM director. And we have Heath Bell, former Major Woo! League Baseball player. And we have, last but not least, Marshall Kent. Professional bowler extraordinaire. Haven't been drinking at all, dude. And winner of the doubles. Yes, Mark the Ruff. doubles in the Marshall yes. Coleman. Yes. yes. And no. I honestly, I think in the he next buy me twenty drinks. years, it's going to be called the Marshall First of all, he UJ wouldn't Taggett buy me drinks. Double I gave him like hundred bucks. He would not buy line. me drinks. So, what's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hi. That's a what's up, y'all. What's up, y'all? Yeah. Red so it was a pleasure right bowling next to you guys today. It was it was nice to see you. Uh, how'd y'all guys end up doing today? Um, I think it's a little over average. Nothing to write home about. But Still, hey, that's over average on this. On this. Got six more games for all the events, and we're good. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. So when's Bowl Expo? Is Bowl Expo coming soon? Yeah, Bowl Expo is June. Yeah. June is convention. I believe the middle of July. Oh, okay. At the Westgate. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So, um, with the ban of the six bowling balls, of the, the recent, like, storm, like, they, they just banned six balls. You know, they started it, like, halfway through the tournament, during Masters. Uh, they, they banned six bowling balls. During the Open Championship, I think two or three weeks was gone. Yeah. Marshall, what is your thought, and like, do you, do you agree with the ban? And if not, like, what's your what's your like opinion? On? See, the problem is I don't have enough information on the testing and all that stuff to really make a formal opinion on the balls themselves. The situation, however, is something I personally didn't like because just the fact that it happened halfway through a major championship in the Masters of all things, which is yeah. an open field, people are flying with six to nine balls, and majority of them are deemed illegal halfway through their event. They pay all this money to fly there to either drive with a hotel and entry fee and everything like that. And now all of a sudden half their arsenal is gone. So I, I, like I said, I don't know the research behind it. I don't know why they did it. But I just, I personally don't agree with how the situation was handled. Because I, I like I said, the Open Champs already started. The Masters already started. If if an event starts and those balls are in play, they should be in play through the whole event. Now Absolutely. I get it if they want to if they want to uh, enforce the ban after the championships are done, because now you got to think the guys that are flying, the people that are flying in to bowl open championships the day after that comes out or, or the day of, they're flying with was 
three balls that can't be used and they don't know it yet. It's like it, you're just, it's not a good situation to be in. So, like I said, I don't know enough about the research, but I personally disagree with how the situation was handled. What, what, what's your take, Brian? How do you feel about that? You know, Marshall pretty much just nailed it, to be honest with you, as a staff player yeah. for SPI. Nobody wins in that situation. Not anymore. Um, Big there's uh, there's so many, you know, what ifs, we did this. And I think one thing that Marshall brought up was the issue was they're too soft. Okay, we again, we don't have the data. We haven't seen the data. The fact that a major championship on both the professional and amateur side started. I would like to kind of throw this out to the panel. This is one way that I was looking at it is, Okay, so we did some testing in when they did. We, USBC, did testing. And what if we fast forward to the middle of July and then the balls are where we are now? They're deemed illegal to be used at national play. Somebody finds out that this testing was done in May or at another time. Yeah. Now, I think USBC, they take a lot of hits. What would that hit to USBC negatively, positively? Look at if they knew the data that, however they tested it again. I haven't seen it; most haven't. But now they let the tournaments conclude, and then they say these balls are now not legal for exactly. national play starting the next season. Somehow, somebody always knows something, and then if that got out, is that a worse scenario than what they put us in? I mean. I, I, too, am affected. I brought three balls to me at this event. Yeah. I brought an Axiom Pearl, I brought a Nova, and I brought my spare ball. Reason B, yes, probably people listen, but you're a staffer. You have a ton of them. One thing I pride myself on is the fact that when I replace a ball, when I get a new piece, I give it away. Uh, most of my youth bowlers get my stuff. The covers are usually pretty good. Uh, with the amount of balls that we get as staff players, I give them away. So I didn't have time, and I wasn't going to then place this major order with Storm. They have enough going on with trying yeah. to replace, you know, at headquarters and poor Mark at the Storm booth here. You know, most people don't realize that he is a pro shop. He is not a Storm headquarters facility here at the yeah. Open Championships. Yeah. Just like at the women's championships, that's a pro shop that's running it. Yeah, we treat we should treat them like our local pro shop operator. I was affected. The ones I feel the most about. I mean, I felt bad for the tour guys. To my understanding, I believe maybe Marshall can confirm that Storm you hauled a bunch of stuff so the staff staff guys could get taken care of. The ones I feel bad about, and, and Marshall kind of mentioned it, the guys that shipped their equipment. Yeah, They shipped their equipment in six weeks before to come out here. They shipped illegal balls, paid the money to ship six, nine balls from wherever they live to Las Vegas to find out possibly six of their balls are not in play. Yeah, and the, the, the thing that bugs me too, the thing that really bothers me too is that uh, since they they banned it halfway through the Masters, now the tour the guys on the tour truck are drilling all replacements. They're they're up till 3 a.m. drilling replacement balls, and it it was just 
it was just an awful situation. On top of that, too, they're drilling for the guys on the staff, but what about the other guys that don't have a contract that are just there and just want to bowl? Like, uh, a good friend of mine uh, was bowling that week, and he had, I think he had one or two of them, but he's not on the staff. He's not going to get taken care of. So, like, what what do you do in that situation? Nobody wins. Nobody wins in this whole situation. I actually, that's the thing that bothered me the most is, like, the staff guys got taken care of, but there was a guy that had like six or seven, his, basically his whole arsenal was the band balls. And because he wasn't on staff, Storm wasn't available for him because they were re-drilling everything for their, for their staff guys. So Brunswick Motive and like another company stepped up, re-drilled all his stuff for him for free. In my opinion, he's probably never going to throw a storm again. He's going to be like, I want to support the company that helped me out. I don't know that for a fact, but... And I just want to reiterate, too, that has nothing against storms. Like, they're, they're a loyal company. They're going to take care of the people. Uh, it's just, it's against the situation itself. Like, cause I'm sure I'm sure Bill and Barb Kristen right now are just in shambles right now. Absolutely pissed off about the whole thing. Because they... They go by the rules. They go by the book. They're great people. They're loyal people. And so, like, none of this is against Storm. It's just against the situation and the timing of it itself. Absolutely. And Storm didn't have an opportunity to help other bowlers. Like, if he's not on the staff, they have to take care of the staffers first. I understand that. And unfortunately, there was certain people that just liked Storm, and they got kind of screwed over a little bit. But the fact that they're not banning it for USB-C play on league levels and like regular tournaments, it, it's just it's just strange. And the PBA has actually challenged the 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 ruling, and they don't think that they're literally next week's the playoffs. They're having the everything else. They're they're legal. Those balls are legal. So why are they illegal in this tournament that already started? And it's just a weird situation, and I feel really bad for people that were affected by it. Um, it I think the USBC handled it very poorly, personally. 100%. Yeah, that, that was – I mean, I, don't, I really don't think you could have handled that any worse. Absolutely. I mean, they could have – they absolutely should have just said, we already started the tournament, we're just going to let you finish, and then after this tournament they're no longer legal. Last year – because of COVID, if you started the tournament with the masks and they changed the rule, they made everyone still bowl with masks. Yes. But for some reason, this is different. I understand it's bowling balls, but at the same time, they, they handled it very poorly in my opinion. I 100% agree. Alright, so I have one thing to say. So, as a professional ball player, yes, I know what the hell we're talking about. My wife is, she could be a professional bowler. She just. He had to deal with soft baseballs. No, they're kind of hard. But the thing is. Did you she test just, them on the durometer? Confirm? No, she's one of those. She's one of those. <laughs> we're getting way off topic here. But it's one of those things that she's just not. Like, she's bowled a couple 300 games. She doesn't like watching everybody, um, having everybody watch her. So on TV, but she grew up at a bowling alley and everything, and I met her at a bowling alley. But I'm a big fan of storm balls. And everything that's going on, it's just, it's not right. It, because, like, last year, 
you know, we ha- we all had to bowl in mass. That, you know, you can say your political side, this and that, whatever. I don't think it was right, but they just said everybody's going to bowl in mass to make it even. But with everything that's going on, it's almost like if you're going to bowl later on in nationals, you have an advantage. Then if you bowl early on with all the restrictions that's going on and and I'm and I'm the typical typical guy that that um, you know I you know from Kingpin I have the rose ball and every time I throw the rose ball off <laughs> in nationals just because of the movie and I have a great time with that yeah, and this nationals this nationals I bowled like horrible I wasn't even an Amish guy bowling but. <laughs> But I really feel like I let my team down. But my wife even texted me and said, don't worry about it. You'll probably shove it during, you know, singles and nationals. And I go, I know, but I, I'm, I'm a big team guy. Yeah, we got but, six games left. But you you got to have an even playing field. You really do. you got to have an even playing field. Even though, you know, whatever comes up, you need to have an even playing field. And that's the biggest problem. And I love storm balls. My dad bowled with a storm ball, and he was just a mechanic, ex-marine that bowled and never went to nationals. And and it's kind of like I um, got his legacy passed and going to nationals every year for the last six, six, seven years ever since I retired from Major League Baseball. But it's it's you got to make it even an even playing field to everybody and and even if whatever comes out and i i don't want to speculate that this comes out or that comes out but you got to have it even to everybody to make it an even playing field otherwise it's you know i should just wait until the end of the season and play bowl at nationals at the end of the year i feel like this situation is the equivalent of charging the mound and getting a free spot at second base yeah. well <laughs> it's it, it's it's like that where i wanted somebody to charge me and i hit a couple people on purpose that they knew but they weren't going to charge me because they thought i was freaking nuts and whatnot but and maybe i am but but it's one of those things that you, you just got to have an even playing field. I really do. I, I really think even bowling, baseball, basketball, whatever you want to talk, you got to have an even playing field for everybody from Joe Smo to the professional guy out there. you got to have an even playing field. So you might have the next so-and-so that becomes, you know, and I'm not a big fan of the, the two-hand bowling, whatever it's called. I'm not a big fan of that, but I know a bunch of guys do that, and a lot of the young kids do that. And I like, you know, I like traditional bowling, stick the fingers in the ball and throw it and all that stuff. But you got to have the even playing field. Otherwise, it's just wrong. I really do. I really think. 100% agree. The fact that some of the leaders in the open tournament threw banned balls, in my opinion, it's either you make them re-bowl, which in my opinion is absolutely unfair, or... You just let everyone throw the equipment. I mean, how hard is it to just say, we started the tournament this, you can throw it for the rest of the tournament. After this, it's illegal. No problem. Everyone is cool with it. They handled it so poorly that it's just a bad look for the USBC. It's exactly like Major League Baseball. They check every single inning. Does the pitcher have anything in his glove? Does he have anything in his hat? Does he have anything on his hand? 
if you just said we're going to do that for this year and then next year we're going to ban it, that's fine. That's cool with me. Yeah. But if you're just wishy-washy, it's not going to be yeah. good. If they would have came out with a statement that said, all right, as of July 31st, after the term is done, after everything's done, said these balls are no longer allowed to be used in USBC competition. I get that. 100%. So, like, what, like, just, yeah. you know, beating a dead horse, we said, you know, once the tournament starts, even playing field. That's it. Straight up. So, I got a question for you, Marshall. The question is basically, does the ball, you know, what they checked the balls for, the reason they made them illegal, softness or something like that or whatever it was, does it really affect, how much does it really affect the game of people? It, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much double-edged sword because, like, it's one of those things where the, the, problem, the problem is people that are throwing them don't know that they came out illegal in some way, shape, or form. So it's not on them. The manufacturer, I know Chrisman would not go for this at all. So I don't know what happened. It, I mean, it, it's hard. It's a hard situation because it's, it's a chemistry thing where maybe some batches come out too soft. Maybe some batches come out too hard. Like, it, it's maybe they just tested a bad batch or something like that. Okay. But all the rest are okay. But the chemistry behind it is so difficult to dial in that mistakes are going to happen, you know? And like I said, maybe a mistake happened in a certain run of, ball, a certain run of like 1,500, 2,000 balls. And maybe those are the ones that they tested or something okay. like that. But just the just how they – the chemistry behind it, how they cure, what, what kind of weather conditions they're in where they can cure too hard or too soft, that is a very difficult situation to control. And it really doesn't – it affects ball reaction a little bit, but not in a significant way where someone has like a 200 pin advantage. I mean, you still got to hit what you're looking at. So exactly. I, I really don't think it's, there's certain situations where, yeah, maybe it's an advantage, but that doesn't happen often enough to where they should make this big of a deal of it. Right. Okay, I mean, cool. the biggest thing is up maybe one year ago, the ball hardness was 73 and they changed it. And 72. I've talked to 72. And they up they upped it to 73. So they went from 72 to 73. I've talked to multiple pro shops that were like, I thought it was 72. And I was like, no, they changed it to 73. They didn't even realize it. So my thought, and it may be wrong, but maybe Storm was thinking 72 is my max. So they're making everything close. If it's 72, okay, we got a 73 here and there. But all of a sudden now they changed the, the hardness and their 72 that was legal, now it's illegal. And they all of a sudden they, they check it late in the season and they change the rule and they do it halfway through a tournament. It's just a, it looks bad on the USBC. All I know is our audience is going to think that this is the greatest podcast ever because Steve hasn't said crap. And I just love watching all this stuff. Continue. Absolutely. And Steve is just a first of all. Head. When you're when you're a professional, and I I'm not a professional bowler. I like to say I am, but I'm really not. You're still a professional. But I was balls. A, I'm a professional something in bowling, but I was a professional. professional. That could be true, but here's the thing. If if they change the baseball that they have, we can move the ball more off because we're really good at it. And when you're a professional bowler. If they change the ball and they change the ruling, you can change the game 
because you're that much better than everybody else, even though if you're really good, when you're a professional and you're basically like the top, you know, whatever of the top 50 or the top 100 in the game, you can do things that other people can't. Even though there may be like a 220, 230, you know, average at home or whatnot, when you make these little adjustments, it changes the game. It really does. And you really should have a play, even playing field to everybody. And, and this is, Go ahead. This is one thing that people don't realize. It, I actually read the um, USBC's 2020 bowling ball, hard, bowling ball hardness research study that the USBC did. In that study, it clearly identifies that the results are skewed very much so and very easily by temperature, humidity, even the placement of the durometer on the ball. The user, the, uh, the user changes, you know, makes the variation. Even from one durometer to another from the same brand. Okay, so how accurate are the results? Who the hell knows? Sorry if I can't say that on here, but I mean the fact like, that they're still be. legal in you league. You can say anything you want. So it's let, like let, they're let, illegal in the open and the masters, but they're still legal in league. So right. and they're saying let's, that they're gonna be legal in league. So let's just say it's, what's let's the just, difference? That's, that's and that's a, that's the thing too. That's a bad look for the USBC. That's a bad look. So I let's can still bowl. I can still bowl my league with this ball, but I can't bowl open. Right. I can't bowl masters. Why? Well, and and well, they're not saying why. They're they, not. They, they haven't released why. That, and that's the biggest issue for me, personally, as a bowler, as somebody in the industry, um, because you have to be transparent. You, people do not trust you. People do not trust you if you don't have transparency. Okay? And, and the USBC is being 100% behind closed doors with yes. all of it. That's not okay, y'all. They were testing balls behind curtains and not exactly. letting the bowlers see it. I'm sorry, you and know, I'm not even, I'm not anywhere near this guy's level. Never will be, but you know what? Marshall, you ain't taking said, my shit anywhere out of my sight. And, and let's just say this: Marshall, and I could, I could be totally off, off center here, but you know, most guys sleep and they're really hot at night, and most girls gotta like put sweats on to go to sleep because. They're really cold it's at night. It's opposite in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big girl. Okay, let's be honest. Well, let's, let's maybe you and hang out. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're talking about. I'm big old blankets in Vegas, y'all, because I'm so hot. So I'm so uh, I'll give you a big old blanket. But anyway, let's just say this. You know, if you're talking about temperature control and this and that, then, I mean, you're getting, you're getting like nitty gritty. It should be a general overall. It shouldn't be like. Well, if the if it's seventy two degrees and the humidity is at ten percent, and you're a male right, right, right. over a female, I mean they're getting too specific, and it, it's just one of those things we got to generalize it. We can't break it down to all these little like in, in, like I, I I don't know the right word of, but break it down into so minimal that they're just like, well, this is what we want it to be. It should be a guideline. Well, not at the Masters, they were testing balls behind closed curtains, and they were not letting the owner of the ball watch them. That's and, because they were naked bowling. And in my opinion, you, that's <laughs> if that's you're going to okay. test my equipment, no problem. Belmonte had an issue with it, and they, it, Marshall, if they said, I want to test your equipment, obviously you're going to say, no problem. 
But if they said you can't watch, what's your option on that? What's your opinion? Screw that. I want to watch. Like, it's it's the one thing that I feel like is not good in the industry is transparency, whether it comes to ball testing, uh, even down to the salaries that bowlers make. Like, what's I, I think that's the one thing that's holding a lot of people back from actually trying the tour because they don't realize that ball companies and uh, grip companies and all these companies pay you a salary to represent their brand. They just look at the earnings list. It's like, oh, that's not that much money. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, you're making this much in a salary and you're making that on earnings. Okay, it looks a little more intriguing. So why, why, like, we all know what football players make, baseball players, basketball, like, all that stuff. They all, it's all public information. So why are we holding back from that transparency? I I 100% agree because, like, you look at bowlers' earnings and they only, like, let out their winnings. Right, so like if I was to Google Marshall Kent and I said, "What does he make a year?" It would only tell me your winnings. It doesn't tell me what your bowling ball company pays you. It doesn't tell me what your grip company, all the others. So I have no. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, bowlers don't make a lot of money. Why would I want to be a bowler, right? right? But if you're a top tier bowler, top 100 in the, the country, you're making a good living. But they're not letting you know that. So they're they're limiting their people that want to become bowlers in the future in my opinion yeah and uh like the, you see their earnings i i didn't make anything this year like i i didn't bowl very good except for the doubles but i have a half a million dollar house and a sixty thousand dollar truck i'm not making that off earnings you didn't get that from earnings you got that from your contracts bingo you know first of all this is totally off center but i'm gonna say Bowling is one of those sports that everybody says, I don't want to go bowling, but then when they go to the bowling, they have, fun. they have fun and they're like, man, this is so much fun. Yeah. But on the outside, it's like bowling's not cool. But bowling is actually really Bur- fun. Burgers and beer. I don't know why it's not cool. It's the most fun sport ever. It's, it's the sport that most more people participate in bowling every single year around the world than any other sport. Millennials don't think bowling is cool, plain and simple. But the funny thing is I have a daughter that's a millennial. She's 24 years old. She goes bowling, and she actually has a bowling ball because my, my wife and I got her a bowling ball. She has fun every single time she goes bowling. But on the outside and on the, you know, it's like, well, we can't tell social media that bowling's fun and stuff like that. But when you go do it, it's really fun. And that's what we need to get back to. That bowling is, it's, it's a good time. It's, you hang out with your friend, you go bowling, you do something that you, you may be good at, you might not be good at. But right now we're talking about like the professional level. And right here at Nationals in Vegas, it's, uh, it's amazing how hard it is to bowl. But um, everybody gets frustrated, but everybody has a good time doing it. There's not one person that is literally upset and getting mad at every single person else out there at bowling. They all, I mean, they might be right here. They might. (laughs) And you you can definitely say that I, I did not bowl good on the first day, but it's one of those things that, you know, I'm, I'm I'm like a two, a 200 average or 220 average in a bowling area nationals. I probably bowled like a 100, but it was a 150 really, but it was pathetic. Yeah, 110. But who's counting? <laughs> but the thing is, 
everybody is rooting everybody on and everybody's having a good time and everybody loves it. But it's one of those things for, for some odd reason, and I can't put my finger on it, why people, they don't want to bowl. It's like bowling is not cool, but when you do it, you always have fun. You always enjoy yourself. But for some reason on social media or whatever it is, this with this young group, this young generation, it's not fun. It's not cool, I guess you could say. That's I mean, because, that that's because they're not looking into a computer screen or a phone screen. Right, and they, they actually have to learn well, how to socialize. Well, technically, we're watching right, a computer think, screen counting the score and stuff. Well, <laughs> they see bowling as Jeff Bridges in a bathrobe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. real. That's yeah. what they see. Well, and that, and, all, and they don't want to hang out with old fat guys. First of all, who's Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> we have to tell the younger The dude. The, the dude. dude. Who that actually is. The dude abides. I, mean, I know who it is. But for me, for me, and Brian could probably attest to this, right now, it's the younger dresser. Like, you have your boy who's doing really well. My daughter, it, it, for me, I love my bowling. But to see my kid bowl her local Saturday morning junior league, because I'm a coach down there, it's the greatest thing for me. Because we'll get down there like a half hour early, and I'll work with her and stuff like that. And I finally got her up to the second set of dots where she's not like stopping at the foul line, pumping and going. She's actually going. And you know, your boy's a star. He's a stud, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, my oldest, I got to just come off the lanes bowling team with out here, uh, the Junior Bowler Tour Southwest. My oldest, Corbin Hirsch, he won Rookie of the Year his first year. Uh, also, when he won down at Tucson, which was at Golden Pin Lanes, which was now a Tucson City building, he actually became the first bowler of an alumni since I bowled the first season. That, first, and that's first just start. awesome. That's so awesome. And now to forward to what you're saying, my, my nine-year-old on the Wisconsin Youth Bowlers Tour is pretty much a, a, a lock for Rookie of the Year. He has Lock, one, one title in doubles, two seconds, two thirds. I think we were just talking about where some of the bowlers they don't don't understand. My my nine year old Mason, yeah, my daughter's eight, loves as long as he can throw a ball. That is all he cares about. Yeah, doesn't know score. He comes up around game five. Yeah, Daddy, did I make the cut? I go, you know, just bowl one more game. I know I know where he's at. Yeah, if he's gonna make it, I'm not gonna tell him. I want him to stay in the moment. I mean. Marshall, how many times have you heard that? I know you grew up in the all, Junior Bowlers Tour. All the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay in the moment. Forget about the past. You know, one frame at a time, one ball at a time, one game at a time. Yeah. All, yeah. I mean, Mar- Marshall, did I you, never heard that. <laughs> Marshall, where'd you grow up going bowling juniors? Uh, I, well, I grew up in Yakima, Washington, but I bowled a lot of JBTs over in, like, Seattle and Portland area. We have a person here right to my right. That's very embarrassing. She doesn't like to talk on 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 the podcast, <laughs> but she man. she remembers bowling you in juniors. Lana and Banana. <laughs> and like main event and main event. Yes. What part of what, his what part of the country did you bowl and did you beat Marshall? No, zero percent chance. <laughs> Lana Banana. I'm pretty sure Lana, she will Smith his ass. Lana is a friend of the podcast. We, we love her, but she was like, I used to bowl with Marshall. In juniors, so the question is, did you ever beat him in juniors? Likely not. Probably a lot. <laughs> what? So you're from Washington? She's from San Diego. Where did you guys bowl? Main event here in Vegas. Yeah. Every, every like Christmas, we bowled here yeah. in Vegas. 
we were literally uh, like for me it was a longer drive so I my dad and I would literally leave Christmas morning and drive down here for the seal the event. deal dude tradition every every Christmas it was tradition and the fact that you know man, him she's looking and at he, you funny he remembered you and that's what's great about bowling she doesn't have people a microphone from, on people seal from the deal, opposite man. parts Peter, you're a fucking maniac, <laughs> and we love you, but that's what's great about bowling. Marshall's from Washington, Brandon's right from California, but they know that's each other great from about bowling, bowling, guys, and that's what's great about the sport. Out. She's blonde. She's hot. A, if I was married, totally seal the deal. Close the deal, man. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff actually messaged me. He's like, Jesus Christ, take the mic away from Peter. Jeff Hemer messaged me uh, because he knows I'm in I'm town. We're right from now. Wisconsin. And he goes, oh, it's too bad that there's no tournament right down the road for Mason to bowl. And, of course, our squads, we just got off the lanes for team event. We don't bowl uh, minors until 6 o'clock. Had I kind of looked and known, maybe he would have bowled the Sunday. But I'll have to make my way back. Unlucky. I, I know. But I got a question for you two, though. You, you know, you're talking about main event. I'm formerly from Arizona for 30 years. What about a Coney's tournament in San Diego over 4th of July? Did you either? Huh? The firecracker? Yes. I actually never got down to that one. I never pulled that. I always, I always wanted to. In Ventura. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Was it like one? She likes the firecracker, dude. Go for it. <laughs> I think one of the centers was Aloha Bowl in San Diego, and then they had moved. But a Coney, a Coney was the tournament director, and it was massive Southern California and Arizona bowlers. Yeah, Firecracker in uh, July was in Ventura. Okay. So um, every year, it was it was a lot of fun. And then I'm sure Marshall, you hit the Junior Team Challenge in Reno. Yeah. Yep. World Team Challenge. World Team yeah. Challenge. Well, it was here. It was here at Suncoast. For the go for the, the Junior because I'm actually I never I never pulled I believe they had the Junior one was we, at in yeah, Reno. Sure no, the Junior one was at Suncoast. Uh, Suncoast. I yeah. will totally yeah, show Yeah, because we that. won that, and then I won Junior Gold a month later. Nice. Actually, kind of guys won everything Junior wise, but the fact that like bowlers just statewide, your dad would drive you to tournaments. Thousands of miles away. I mean, that, that's amazing. You know, like your dad was an awesome guy. Yeah, like, just to be able to do that, like, dude, I want to hang out with your dad. My dad would have <laughs> wouldn't have driven me a block away to do something. <laughs> the fact that your dad would say, "We live in Washington, I'm not driving San Diego to do a tournament." That's just amazing. That's the reason why you're so successful. Yeah, he was. Uh, Same. He was one of my best friends, and you know, he God bless. He did everything for me. And, you know, I was I was lucky to have I was lucky to have him as dad. He was the greatest man I ever knew, and you know I was lucky enough to call him my dad. Yeah, that's Your awesome. I mean, and Lana Lana's parents would drive her to tournaments all over town. So, like, just the fact that you guys would do that—that's bowling is like a family. It's not. It's not. People knock bowling a lot. Bowling is a family. Everyone that bowls, they're a family. Yep. I mean, my mom drive. She used to drive me everywhere: Arizona, you know, Nevada, everywhere. And she'd drive all of my friends too. She didn't care. Wherever, whatever I wanted to do, she'd take me. Yeah. Here's the thing: my dad got me into bowling. He was an ex-marine and ex-mechanic, and he actually got me into bowling. That I met my wife at a bowling alley, and he he. He's, he's no longer with us right now, but I'm telling you, and we're all 
cheering beers right now. He was probably, your dad and my dad was probably the best guys, and they're probably bowling in heaven right now. But the thing is, bowling, like you said, it's a family. It's it's kind of like, it's one of those things that it, you love bowling, but it's almost like uncool to talk about it's some people. And then you kind of look at like, well, you're kind of a dork for bowling. But really, when you go bowling, nobody never has a good, not like a non-good time bowling. Right. Everybody has yeah. a good bowling experience. Everybody so, has a good bowling experience. Yeah. Everybody does. So the, the funny, it's funny you say that because, uh, like, growing up in middle school, junior high, high school, or whatever, uh, I was kind of a dorky kid, and antisocial and all that stuff. So was I. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, before my senior year starts, I made junior team USA and won junior gold. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, we you saw you in the newspaper. Right? It's so cool. You're so amazing. Like you're such, that, that you're such a hero and stuff like that. It's like, where was this last year? <laughs> like you know, I bowl. Yeah. People are just bowling has a negative like look or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, like he said, no one has ever gone bowling and not had a good time. It doesn't matter if you did bad, good, whatever. I've never met a person that didn't even know how to bowl that went to a bowling alley and didn't have a good time. It's just. It's the best sport ever for bringing people together. But that's the thing. It is a sport, but it's also a pastime. And people get caught up on the pastime side of bowling, and they don't really view it as a real sport. My 16-year-old grandson tells me all the time, yeah, but bowling's not a real sport, Grammy. And I'm like, really? Yeah. If you want my grandson to tell you, kiss my ass. Tell, but, tell him to bowl 10 games and see how he feels the next day. <laughs> if ribboning exactly. It is, is a real sport because... If yeah, dancing with ribbons else. is a real sport in the Olympics, bowling should be a real sport Absolutely. in the Olympics. Absolutely. Marshall trains as hard as any baseball player, any harder. football player, whatever, yeah, or harder to be successful on the lanes. Now, see, okay? you, you and I, you know, our dads were played a big part of our, our bowling. I was in a bowling alley when I was two weeks old, and my dad used to be a night manager at the local bowling alley. Up until the last few years, I bowled with this knucklehead as my doubles partner. God love you. But my dad's 74 years old. I bowl with him three nights a week. And I told Keith, I said, you know what? I don't know how many more years my dad has to bowl. So I would love, if it's okay with you, if I can be his doubles partner for all our tournaments going forward until he can't do it anymore. That's awesome. And he was like, of course, yeah. And I, I told my dad, I go, don't fuck up or I'll change my <laughs> mind real quick. But yeah. you know, and when I told my dad that, he started to tear up yeah. because I haven't bowled my dad in anything double since I was like 19, 19, yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. And so we got matching shirts for the weekend. We're good to go. That's and awesome. so, yeah. yeah. The only yeah. negative to that is that I had to take over for your doubles partner. You're right. You're stuck with Keith, and so my I'm apologies. Stuck with Keith. I'm and going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, we're going to talk about my father. So Very my father was a bowl. He bowled like a 160 average. But every time he bowled against me, he bowled like a 220, 230. <laughs> he never wanted to let his son win. Putting your ass in your and place. The, yes. And the funny part, and the funny part, he's he had a hammer ball, and he loved that hammer ball. And I've never got the one. Be- oh yeah, totally. Oh, dude. And oh, yeah. but I I don't so want to get one. Even my wife has actually said, "Why don't you get a hammer like your dad?" And I'm like, "No, that's my dad's ball. I can't I can't touch that ball." <laughs> but he is the reason. Like 
I met my wife, and I've been married for over 20 years. And well, maybe it's not the whole reason because she knows she's pretty, pretty, pretty good in bed. But um, <laughs> but it's bowling. Wow. Bo- yeah, I know. I totally went to left field. But here's the, the thing. Top, but bowling, bowling. Like she grew up in a bowling alley, and and the funny part, we look back, we look back in our history of her bowling and grew up in a bowling alley and me, like my whole family bowling. We actually were at the same bowling alley, but we never knew each other until wow. years later. But bowling is, it's one of those things that everybody loves, but nobody wants to admit yeah. that it's so much fun. That's true. Yeah. That's and, true. and you know, we, we got away from a storm and all, you know, the illegal stuff and whatnot, but bowling is so much fun. It, it's, it's My one of those fourth generation. Yeah, it's one of those. I have a daughter with Down syndrome that's 20 years old, and she loves to bowl. She run, and she has, you know, uh, a Barbie ball that's like six pounds. Yeah, but she loves to bowl. She has a ball. She's bowling. Yeah, she care. She actually carries an 80, 80 average, but I. She's 20 now, and I really want to like join the league with her. But my wife keeps saying. She's not good because she gets tired and all that stuff. But bowling is just one of those things. It's it's just fun. It's yeah. like a family thing. No one has ever bowled and had a bad time. No. Exactly. Here's, here's no one has ever bowled and had a bad time. I don't care who you are. Right. People go to the bowling alley and they have a great time. Even when I bowl terrible and I'm absolutely miserable and I order a pizza to eat myself to sleep, I still have a great time. Here, I don't think and I told I love, you. I, I love I, all of you. I, I love you too, baby. I think I'll tell you this story, though. So my daughter bowls Saturday morning juniors, and we're bowling. And she goes, Dad, my ball is just oh, really shit. dirty. Can you clean it? And I go, sure. I can, I can put an eight-pound white dot on the ball spinner and clean it up and, and re-shine it for her. So she's like, well, I want to clean it. And I'm like, Okay, here's a 500 pad. Let's do your eight pound white dot. We'll shine it right back up. It's like, oh, this is good. This will work next week. And I'm like, whatever you think, babe. Every whatever person I've ever talked to has a memory of bowling with their mom, their dad, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, Marshall, I'm sure your dad, was he a good bowler? Was he a great bowler? Yeah, he was a very good bowler. He, uh, we won we won a doubles tournament together growing up. Uh, we, we actually bowled nationals. The first time I ever bowled nationals, I bowled doubles, and we shot like 1350. So, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, he was good. He shot. He, he won a couple of events in city tournaments. Shoot, shot like 805 in singles to win or something like that with a 300. He was he was awesome. But yeah. one, so the best part is uh, he won the collegiate national championship in 1982 with Washington State. So then I won uh, I won with uh, RMU. In 2013, well, Bowlers Journal came out with a magazine that had all the winning teams for a while uh, on the cover. And so my dad and I made a cover together. What a stud. Yeah. What a stud. And he had he had the uh, he had the big old afro going, like he had nice. curly hair, big old fro, and on his shirt, his uh, his name says Dave because the guy Dave was supposed to bowl but didn't, so and my dad didn't have a shirt, so his name was Dave on the shirt. Now let me Sorry ask to you. tell you, but I'm actually Dave. That, <laughs> that video that Dave. you just put out of you copying Bowler Styles was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And God bless you absolutely Jacob. nailed everyone. Like, 
it takes a great bowler to be able to imitate a bowler, and that was hilarious. We she sent it to me, and I'd already watched it, and it was the funniest show I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that turned out a lot better than I thought it would. That was actually pretty good. You need any more stuff like that. Uh, I got like four or five more, so I'm sure there's going to be a part two. Please. Nice, please. nice. I just <laughs> want to say that RMU team was pretty uh, solid. That was yeah, Kyle didn't. King. It was you. It was Matt Gasson. Matt Gasson. Cameron Weir. Ryan Zagar. Zagar. Thank Jacob, you. Jacob Kent. Tyler Green. Dominic Cartopillo. Uh Shoot. We had that, that team did not suck oh at all. That was such a team. God, we, we had a such a deep roster that year it was unbelievable like I, I think there was a, there was 11 guys that competed for a team and I'm pretty sure 10 of them at one point in time made junior team or team oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. it was disgusting we know I'm whooped by the Zagers every week was that I'm whooped by the Zagers every week okay. we know one thing what you were saying earlier is bowling bowlers are a family yeah it's, it's a it's a huge community that, that spreads around the world no matter where you go, in any bowling alley, you can be in on vacation and go in a bowling alley, and people are going to befriend you and talk to you. They'll see me missing the head pin 16 times and come over and say, yeah, why don't you move left a little bit? <laughs> first know? of all, I... 16 times. You know? First of all, Peter. I tell you, I hate every bowler because I bowl like shot. <laughs> and I had to buy shots because I left the five pin numerous times, so... Peter, Peter, what did you shoot today? Come down to bowl the Peterson. Let's not talk about how I bowl. What's your what? What were your totals today? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about. Let's talk about my family hates me (laughs) because I bowl so bad. (laughs) But at the end of the day, yeah. So I don't know if this is like a bowl. If it's just a me thing, but when I bowl really shitty after, I want to go home and I just want to eat like an entire pizza and like. I hate oh, myself. Is that oh just God. is just me or is that like a is that just a bowler thing? No, it's, because bowling well, there's pizza at the bowling alley and there's chili dogs and there's not well, <laughs> My thing when I bowl bad is I go and just drink twelve beers and pass out. That's what I was gonna oh, say. Yeah. It just makes yeah. you wanna drink. Okay. Right? First go, of all, if you drink twelve beers yeah. and you pass out, you can't bowl. So I am not considering you a bowler oh, no. at all. No, the beer's not the reason I pass out. I'm just tired. <laughs> no, it, when I'm when I'm bowling bad, I'm like I need either a pizza or twelve beers, and I'm good to go. Trust me, I've been through plenty of thirty racks in my time. I, I think I think Marshall and Heath have become the official fourth and fifth guy when we come here for nationals. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, like every year when we do nationals, Marshall and Heath need to come. I'm here. I'm really upset because my la- my wife actually bowled three hundred games three times this past year, <laughs> and I haven't bowled one yet. <laughs> And I have a higher average than her. That's just sad, and Heath. It just it goes to point that apparently my wife is better, and I don't want to admit that. Absolutely, better. she's better than you. She obviously yeah. wears the pants in the family. Oh, absolutely. Oh. No, no. She doesn't wear the pants in the family, but she does wear the spandex, and damn, she looks good in those. Lululemon. Damn, feel, she looks I good. Like, most. I feel like you're like the Randy Orton of podcasts because you drop RKOs all left and right. <laughs> hey, my wife also plays tennis, so skirts. Damn, she looks good in those. <laughs> but I wear more pants than she does. I think I just heard the tail go like. Do I have better legs? I, I think you got better. Legs. I think not. I think not. I think my wife has better legs. I mean, you definitely get slide. You, you slide better than she does. I do slide. At least you got better facial hair. Yes. Yes. You got that going yeah. for you. I do. I definitely have better facial hair than my wife because most guys would say 
They don't want to have their white fellow fish layers than them. Well, you know what, those guys? In I don't want to be friends I'm with those gonna guys. I'm going to go to dinner, and I'm out. <laughs> no, no, wait. Heath, Heath. Heath, wait a minute, Heath. I want to. I want to. I want you to. I gotta go for talking about baseball. I want you to. I want you to tell us about your boy in baseball first off, and then also I want you to tell us about your podcast. Okay, well I'm doing a podcast about the the San Diego Padres MLB. We talk about that. It's called uh, uh, Ringing the Bell podcast. It's on YouTube and all that stuff. Um, my son. Gosh, he's 18. I'm six foot three, six foot four. He had a three-run home run today. Then went in. Nice, dude. This if you if you thought my kid was gonna be a good pitcher, hell no. <laughs> this kid could be kid's a good, gonna hit home if, runs. If you talk to anybody about my kid, and you knew about him for the last like six or seven years, he could be a great pitcher. But this kid wants to hit. He's got. Five home runs in the league. He crushes the ball. Nice. He hits the ball to right center. I Question, mean, does any dad as a pitcher, like, push their kid to be a pitcher? Or they're like, you're a hitter, go for it. No, honestly, most of them push them as to be a pitcher or the hitters try to push them to be hitters. I told him, I said, what do you really want to do? And he's like, well, I'd love to pitch and hit too. And I'm like, you've got to figure it out. What do you want to do? And he's like, well... I really want to hit. And I said, okay, then tell everybody you hit. And then if you get into the minor leagues and you can't hit with a wood bat that, trust me, my son can, then they'll go, well, your dad was a pitcher. Get on the mound and so you'll be fine. As a pitcher, do you work with him more in pitching or do you just like in the, the whole aspect of the game? I work with him telling him what pitchers are trying to do to him. Like, they're going to try to bust you in. They're trying to go away. They're going to try to go off of. So this is what you do. And my son, I, I literally kind of wish I was my son because here's the thing. I was a good hitter back in the day, but I didn't understand pitching. My kid understands pitching, but he's a hitter. And, yeah, he could pitch, but his passion is hitting. So he knows if he's 0-2, they're going to try to throw off speed away or what they're going to try to do first pitch, you know, fastball or because he's hitting over 400. I mean, it's it's literally sick. He had a game that he was over four and he dropped from 600 to 480. So do you think? Yeah, he is it's, gonna it's stupid. I, as, I literally think, dude, my kid is so good that. And this is this could be the dad of me like, damn, my kid's good and. And my wife always goes, you don't give our, 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 our son any credit at all. And I'm like, I'm always thinking, like, what would you do in the big leagues? But he, he's so he's he's, he's stupid. As a Can former, you strike him out, though? Oh, fuck yeah. As a, <laughs> as a former pitcher, do you think he has a better chance making it as a hitter or a pitcher, personally? Hitter-wise? Yeah. He has more power than I've seen, like, you know, David Wright. Um, Mike Cameron, uh, Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout's kind of because I didn't know when he I mean, was he's younger. He's pretty awesome. No, so. no, no. <laughs> to right center. Gotcha. To right center. With the guy, if if my, like my son hit a home run today, and I actually saw the video, and I'm, I'm a dad, I'm going to promote it, whatever. But he, he just hit a ball to right center, and the announcer's on YouTube because in Georgetown and in Texas they do every game's on YouTube. They're like, fly ball to right field. Ollie 
crap, it went out. Holy, like it, like he has the power that nobody thinks he has, and he just swings, and the ball just carries. But have you taught him, like, your best pitch, like your tricks? Have I taught him my best pitch? Yes and no, because I always want to strike his ass out. <laughs> I always told so, him. Like, as your kid, you're like, I will show you how to play, but not as good as me because I always want to strike I want out. to be able to strike his ass out. But I also told him, if you ever get to the Home Run Derby, please let me throw to you. Because that will literally, I've been a three-time All-Star and I was being in the big leagues for 11 years. That will literally be the highlight of my know, life. And you know it, the first pitch you're going to throw was like a slider load away. It like, probably, yeah, it, do it? It probably <laughs> will. Because Reese, my son, knows I will probably throw him a slider <laughs> first pitch. But that will literally be my highlight ever. But yeah, I'm my my kid is literally better than I thought he would be as a hitter. Like seriously, he's hitting over 450. That I I thought he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be that good. And he has pop that uh, other guys have literally said. Man, he doesn't swing hard, and the ball like just carries off his bat. So hopefully he keeps doing that. He's going to Arkansas. Um, College-wise, so it's great. I don't have to pay for college. Hell yeah. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, let's get back to bowling. This the, the team bowling for Nationals, Heath Bell, was horrible because I don't like my team. Um, but doubles and singles next week, or I mean tomorrow, I'm going to dominate. Dominate, baby. But anyway, I got a mic, mic drop right now because – I know a bunch of guys want me to go out. Have fun. Uh, uh, we're going to have go Italian. I don't like Italian. You don't like Italian? Well, my mom's Polish, 100% Polish, and we always had pasta. So I don't like pasta. I'd rather have, like, a steak or something. The prime ribs place here? Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to go out with my team and hang out and have a good time. What time do you bowl tomorrow? Honestly, I think I bowl at, at four, but I don't know. Somebody oh, said we bowled early in the morning, but I bowl. We bowl at ten thirty. I have no idea. Well, my my wife, my wife is bowling at a tennis tournament this weekend, and I'm literally kind of lost that I'm by myself and I don't have my wife with me because she usually does the schedule. And I'm like, holy shit, when do we bowl? You're lost. I don't know. But the funny part is, like, I'm having a good time, and she's and like, just have fun, you know. But I'm like, I kind of miss my partner. I yeah. kind of really do. After 22 years, I kind of like, she's bowling in a tennis tournament. This is literally, she, she's wait, wait, bowling she, in a tennis tournament? She, yeah. Did I hear that right? She's That's, in a tennis that's tournament. That's cool. Okay, first of I'm all. Go, I'm golfing at a campsite, so it's the same shit. <laughs> I have a Bud Light in my hand. <laughs> Heath, Heath, hey, thanks for okay. being on. Get out of here. Hey, Heath, don't listen to a word I'm saying because, because I apparently drink it too much. Hey, just don't make any plans for next year because you will be on the podcast. You're our fourth guy. And I am. I'm putting, I'm putting my sunglasses. I'm putting my sunglasses on and I'm out. So Shane's ain't gonna help She's in a tennis, tennis game tournament, tournament in San Marcos, and I'm out here bowling like shit. And um, 
Anyway, go Padres, and I love Be- you guys. Best podcast ever. And, and, and honestly, if I wasn't, if I was, if I didn't have to go to a lasagna dinner with my team, I'd be hanging out with you all night. The fact is that you don't actually have to do that. I know, but then the people, my teammate, will actually think I hate him. And they won't invite him back to bowl next we year. We don't. We don't really care about that. <laughs> no, I'm going to hear it from my wife that later sounds on. Like a them problem. And then my wife is going to hate me. And then you know, no, if Marshall, anybody's been like married, said, it's if anybody's problem. been married for like over 20 years, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm. Yeah, but then you have to pay for the putang, and right now I don't have to pay for it, but I don't get it ever. So. God, that sounds like a, a normal There's another RKO on the podcast. But when I do get it, it's worth it. He well, fell. I mean, we did, love you. you did Thanks for coming out. on, brother. You did mention earlier. Take it easy, man. About that. Thank you, Heath. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And I'm going to go, too. Okay. By the way, we got another before round. I, before I go. Before I go. He's, t- he's, ta- he's talking over me. Before I go, Peter, we love Storm you. Balls, I definitely think they're the best, and I don't get sponsored whatsoever. But I like them because also they smell good like Also, Big Bowling's not bad. And just for the record, I do Bingo. own a couple Storm Balls, and I do own a Hammer Ball or, or two. Same guy. But, but there are five Big Bowling Balls in my bag. Yes. Really? I probably, uh, I probably, five, five I probably big bowling own balls? more for real? Big Bowling Balls than anybody in Vegas except Are you Marshall sure? Kent. What's your what's your big bowling She's got ball balls go in to? Her bag, worry My about go-to it. is the Shimwrecker. <laughs> really? Yeah. And if there's a little more it's oil okay. up there, it's the it's the record okay for sure. You know what? I like that. Keith Bell, you're the best. Because yeah. you're the best. We love Marshall. He's like our favorite guest ever, and he's recently gone to big. I gotta go, but I really and don't want. <laughs> he loves the brand. I mean, I yeah. feel like he wouldn't have left if they were bad. You wouldn't have left if they were terrible. Like, you wouldn't have went to EBI. Thank you very much. Uh, I did get a couple phone calls, but no. If they were like, hey, you know, Uh, I mean, we really want you to throw this uh, GB4, you would have been like, no, I'm good. But that big bowling, you're loving it. So, yeah, it it really, I just really trust the guys that are in charge of the company. That's why. That's the biggest thing is for me is that I trust the guy designing the bowling balls. I trust everything that the headquarters doing so that i just i have faith in those people which is why i went that direction like it's nothing against any other company like ebi or motive or something like that like i i love all those guys we're all good friends on tour and we all hang out uh it's just the guys that big i trust the most it's not like it's not like i don't trust any of the other guys it's just that group of people are the ones that i trust the most now is rhino page is part of big bowling right was. He was. He was, okay. but he uh, he got an opportunity to become a proprietor at a bowling center okay. in Montana. Good for him. So he took that opportunity. Now he we used to bowl he, juniors together in San yeah, Diego. He, yeah, so. he owns a he owns bowling, he owns uh, Grizzly Lanes in uh, Big Fork, Montana. Awesome. Good now, for him. So. This kid has bowled juniors with everyone. Dude, I've bowled so, juniors with a lot of people. The fact is, so the fact that like, but I thought bowling like big bowling. Are you the the main? Is there have you guys got anybody else yet? Not yet. Well, we're we've got a group oh of uh, amateur staff. We got uh, Michael Fitzgerald. Oh, we got Anthony up. Sheen, and then uh, Anthony Sheen, and then we got uh, Aaron Yamamoto. We just did a video shoot the other day together. So we're building. 
We're building because for a while there, I was the only guy. So uh, we've got a couple uh, regional staffers as well. So we're, we're, we're building a program. I love it. You guys are making, a, making some noise. You've got to, you absolutely have to shake up the system to make a difference. Like, they can't be five or four or whatever brands. There has to be more. And competition breeds, like, it's just fun. First of all, what is this? Right? Marshall. It's a shot. The shots that we were doing were a lot bigger than this. Hey. Real quick. But the fact is, is like, if there's no competition, then one company takes over everything. So the fact that there's more bowling out, more bowling companies, Marshall. it just makes bowling better. You can't have one company for everything. Right. So I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are doing a thing, you know. There's there's a couple other big, like, there's new companies. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hard. You can't have four companies. It's, it's a hard industry thing. to get into, but I feel like we're doing pretty damn good. You guys are killing it. Cheers. So. Cheers. Cheers. These weak ass shots. I can say the, these are like half the size of the bar, right? I can say from just a regular bar. Like half the size, right? Yeah. Their equipment's Tom, hold on. I can tell you from a regular bowler's perspective, because you know, I'm not a T20 average. I'm just like a 140. You're not a 220? I'm not. I'm like a 140. And that's okay. Hey, have a good time. Is, okay, so the fact but is you're a 140 average. And you're a, a bowler. Regular bowler but you love bowling, correct? I love bowling. So that is amazing. That's right. the difference. I run tournaments, okay? We love you and, for that. And all that stuff. And I do yeah. lots babes of stuff and, with balls and, and babes to help promote and grow the sport and educate people to help them improve their game. I can tell you how to bowl and what you need to do to make your game better. My execution. Tom needs all the help he can get, Sherry. Believe you, you know? me. But the thing, big bowling's equipment is good for everybody. No matter what your skill level, it's just great stuff. Yes. Just like Storm has great stuff for if, for whatever style or anything. And Storm's been really good to, to um, balls and babes yes. with donating equipment for our you know tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. So his, oh, Brunswick gives I'm us great deals on. So Atlanta Bananas exiting. All right. But big bowling's equipment is right there at the top with everybody else. They're really great stuff. Love it. So you're Love actually here. not just saying it because Marshall's sitting here right oh, now. Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm not that girl. You didn't see me uh, slip that hundred under the table. Oh shit! <laughs> There's no, a hundred sitting right here right. from the heater. You actually throw like a bunch of their equipment. I have five balls in my bags right Ooh. now. That's awesome. And you know what? We love Marshall, and we're we're supporting his company one hundred percent. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. Anyway, I'm out. Thank y'all. Sherry, well, real Brian, thank you. Real oh, quick, oh, 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 oh. Brian, I want to know what balls you have in your arsenal. Um, here at the Open, it's a Dude. really short list. <laughs> no, not necessarily the Open, but just in general, like maybe here, All right. but also at home. Well, the, the the short list here at the Open, I have my Blue Team Storm spare ball, I have my trusty Nova and an Axiom Pearl. Now the balls you're going to see me throw in league would also be the same six that are on a list in yeah. this industry. Oh, fantastic. I I don't that, feel... That six on the list are probably wow. the best house balls that you're going to see. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt. But I haven't thrown a, a big bowling ball yet. And Marshall, as a house bowler, what do you recommend for a big bowling ball no, just wait. for a low rev guy? 
Any Brian, you're out. Brian, <laughs> Brian Hurst, uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you very much. The record extreme has been the hot hit. So I, I've uh, I've taught people into that ball so many times, and nobody's been disappointed. I'm going to order a record extreme, and next year at the Open, because you're going to be here, I'm going to let you know how I like it. And if I don't like it, I'll tell you. I'll be honest. But if I love it, I'll tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you. You're going to love it. So I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get a big bowling. We I'm have an extra mic now, so yeah. Marshall can have his. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. order a big bowling record extreme, and I'm gonna bowl it all next season. Well, I, mean, gonna, I, I only I only won with that ball, so it's okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell Marshall <laughs> straight up if I like it or not because I think he's friends with a few people in this group because we we just happen to see him every year at, every the, year. at this thing. And I expect we Marshall love having Kent him here. Yeah, to no, be he's on this podcast he is the every fifth, year. He's the fourth member of this podcast. Yeah, oh, definitely. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Sorry, we, can I not say that? Absolutely. Yes. That's the advantage to the podcast. Absolutely. You can say what you want. Drop drop the F-bomb on the podcast. Be a man. So 100%. <laughs> you seen those TikToks, the be a man TikToks? Oh, yes. Oh, the yes, greatest yes. thing ever. Um, <laughs> Unclog a toilet with your bare hands. Be a man. The, the latest <laughs> one I saw was have a beer, have a beer, have another beer, have another beer, be a man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Walk into a store. Don't ask for help. Just leave. Be a be man. man. <laughs> when, when, you're, when, you're, uh, when your significant other tells you to get in touch with your feminine side, crash the car and don't talk to her the whole day. <laughs> be a man. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> the best. He is our fucking guy. So here, Unofficial fourth member of the podcast. So people are already I'll probably, take that with an asterisk. People are already thinking this is probably the best podcast because I haven't said shit during this whole oh. thing, which is fine. Tom? You did a fantastic All right. job. 100%. So why start, why start talking now? I will turn my mic off in three, two, and... Oh, Marshall's got a good fucking... Got, dude, I love Marshall. Now, here's my question. What are... How many balls, like, this big two. ball going to really... Two. Oh, sorry. Keep yeah, going. Big balls? Okay, Kent, That's yeah. That's stupid question. Fuck you. This is part of... What? <laughs> new, release, new releases for big bowling. How many has come out for the remainder of the year? Shoot, we got, I don't even know how many, probably at least eight, probably ten Ooh. that I'm going to go test. Oh, yeah. No, no things are rolling. And things are got, rolling good, got, man. They got That's a urethane awesome. going, and you're liking urethane. Yeah, EXP 24, like, baby. Like 24. That. Just wait Just wait next year until the EXP 25 comes out. Wow. <laughs> wow. So oh, what's, yeah. a, what's a super clean ASIM? It's called the clean idea. I'm getting it. It's awesome. I'm getting the a clean, yeah. idea. Clean, idea. clean idea. You know what? I would like a clean idea, and I'm going to get one. You have uh, All yeah. you have is dirty ideas. I have recently. no idea. None. To be honest, I have zero idea what's going on. But I That'll be the next guy, release, zero I idea. I fucking love this fucking tournament, so the fact that we got him here two years in a row is and insane. I, I fully expect him to be here every year after we come. Yeah. He's All right, obviously. Next year we're making it three years in a row. Absolutely. Three years. He's obviously friends with someone in this group. So, <laughs> he hasn't hey. told me yet, but we, we love him. And yep. just so you guys know. Confidential. I mean, you guys, we were fifth last year in bowling podcasts in the United States. There's seven, so we that's horrible. Up, no, there's a lot more than that. We moved up to fourth. Bada bang, But so just so Marshall knows also, Keith is our least favorite member of the group. And oh, shade. And nobody, likes, nobody likes Keith. And Ouch. Tom will not be back on the next episode because he will be dead. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, you know what I play? 
Hold on, I gotta show. I got. So we have a thing that's called Keith's Corner. Yeah, yeah. on our podcast. We play a, a thing. Oh, so God. So I want you to play this. What is that? Tu- him, him tucked in the bathroom re- corner, no, just no, like no, crying no, with no, no pants no. on? Marshall, this is the best thing ever because Keith is an awful person, and we play oh. this every time. I'm going to play this. <laughs> it's so this, is, wow. <laughs> this is what we play for Keith's corner. Well, that escalated quickly. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Why not? Good God. Why do I put up with this? Keith. So so that's how we introduce Keith's Corner every week or every episode podcast. I mean, I found it. I love it even more because it's a Family Guy reference. Yes. That is the most incredible thing I've seen. Oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> the most unattractive male name. name in it. And honestly, it's so true because oh Keith God. is a fucking dirtball and we hate him. No, in all honesty, <laughs> these two oh, are my brothers. Lord. I love them. I'm so glad we did this. Podcast We're all best together. friends. We love each other. But the only, the, thing fact I, <laughs> the only thing I can think about that would compete with that is Hugh. <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> Tom is just on a different level right now. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and remember, we're having prime rib tonight, man, so you need to. <laughs> so what are your plans the rest of the weekend? Just chilling? Golfing. Golfing? Where are you golfing at? I don't know. Figure it out. Whatever the hell he wants to. Yeah, I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love golf. I'm so bad at it. And it's like. That I, sounds like a you problem. I, yes. It, it is a you problem, but years ago, I was golfing and bowling. And I was so bad at golfing, I was like, I'm going to sing with bowling. And I got okay at bowling because to say I'm good at bowling with one of the best in the world is kind of sad. But I feel like I'm okay at bowling. And then I bowl this guy. Mediocre at best. Mediocre at best. <laughs> and you're one of the best. But I fucking love bowling. And golf is one of my favorite games ever, but I'm just not very good at it. The last time I went golfing was with this guy, and it was like eight I, years ago. I think I threw a club in the in the, he in the lake. He chucked his nine iron into the lake. <laughs> yeah. Attaboy. And That's, it wasn't even like accidentally. It was like he took it and just went. That's cool. That only cost you two hundred dollars. It's no fine. Big Everything's yeah, no, fine. You know Everything's fine. No, Everything's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. No problem. No yep. problem. Well, hey, this has been. This has been I by think, far. I think this has been the best podcast we've ever had. Marshall's been this fucking amazing. Marshall's always amazing. Are you Peter kidding? Bell was amazing. All the other guests were amazing. Steve didn't say shit, so he's awesome. Keith was pretty fucking miserable, <laughs> and we really don't like him, so whatever. I wasn't fucking. miserable. I enjoyed this. You were the worst we've had, but whatever. Well, he's, he's cool because he's got the white goatee going on. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's Tom, but it will He's rip. one, he's R- one R- of R- us. R.I.P. Tom. So wait a minute. We, 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 we <laughs> did. Okay. Well, we don't have a two minutes with Tom. Are we no, not? We, uh, we don't need that. My stuff. two minutes are fucking. This was the best podcast we've had. Okay. Yeah. I agree. That's a minute 45 more than I need. Marshall. Yes. Is by far yes. the best guest we've had. By far. I loved his input. I loved your input. Heater was awesome. Keith sucked, obviously, always. And to be honest, I don't even know why he's still on this podcast. I, I swear think to God, Marshall. It's because he fucking knows how to figure out the computer if, shit. If you just go back to and, and listen to episode <laughs> 30, 
and it's like the first five to ten minutes, <laughs> I'm just like, oh Man, my god, no, I no, think no, Tom's no, gonna reach over the table and deck his ass. I Honestly, I love this guy, but at the same time, I want to murder him on a daily basis. But <laughs> thank you, Marshall, for being here. I feel like that's how I'd feel about my future ex-wife. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. That's that's a very possibility. Yes. So well, uh, good uh, thing I'm single from, then. From the Open Championship, uh, th this is my line. No, first of all, I took over, bitch. You did take over. From the Open Championship. Wow. Did you order a uh, puppuccino while you were at it, too? Yeah, I did. Right. Good girl. Right. Thank <laughs> you, Marshall Kent. Fuck you, Keith Hicks. And Steve, go ahead and give us an outro. All right. Thank you. So for my guests, all of our guests, Sherry, Brian Hirsch, Peter Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the very talented... <laughs> Marshall Kent, who's an awesome dude, and our new, and one of our new, and our new, like one of our fourth or fifth co-hosts, one of our co-hosts. I am Steve Matthews from Tom Rutledge and Keith Hicks for the House Hacks podcast. And Marshall Kent, I just said him, Tom. And always remember, and rest in peace, Tom. Always remember, rest in peace, Tom. Keep your balls out of the gutter. See you, everybody. <laughs> what the? What just happened? Oh, I love this guy.